Welcome to Let's Get Boba and Talk About, the podcast where we sip and spill a little tea on the things that light us up and make us feel most like ourselves. My name is Jana, and for today's episode, let's get boba and talk about dating in your 30s, or what I'd also like to title, Boba Before Boys. Joining me for the tea today is my dear friend, my boo, my middle school best friend of me, Janeth. Hello. Hello, hello. You? Good to see you. Um, Obviously, Zoom is where we're seeing each other today, but it's awesome having you on. And just a little context for our listeners today. So... Janeth and I have known each other since middle school. I was thinking about that the other night. As I was preparing for this conversation, I was like, it's been like 20, over 20 years. I mean, at this point, yeah, we're just going to have to embrace. That's where we're at to that. We have gone from our Dalaga season to our Lola season almost. Whoa, whoa, Lola. Okay. <laughs> a little advanced. <laughs> But we have been through a lot of seasons of life together. Uh, we were middle school frenemies. Yeah, I was a mean girl, full disclosure. <laughs> I'm going to make that confession right now. I just didn't know how far we were really going to get into, you know, the seriousness of it. Because I feel like I wanted to be friends, but maybe my Sanrio purses weren't as cute. I can't even remember like what it was even about or whatever it was middle school insecurities absolutely absolutely Mm -hmm. so middle school frenemies and then high school we kind of got it together which was and then i left you right because we only got to go to high school together for a few months and then family packed it up Dad's in the Navy, had to go. I'm sure. Yeah. Ciao. Yeah. But thank God for pen pals. We were legit pen pals. Now for the youth who may be listening, it's not quite my demo. However, I'll just break it down just in case. So a pen pal is a person that you would write physical letters to like pen pen to paper paper, and we would put stickers and pictures of ourselves your dance team pictures my cheer photos and whatever Mm -hmm. we had going on and we would put it in an envelope with stamps (laughs) and mail it across the ocean and months later (laughs) you get a letter right talking about a crush or whatever and by the time you wrote back and i got that letter we probably had crushes exactly (laughs) but high school pen pals lifelong girlfriends it's Mm -hmm. crazy how many years it's been but this is awesome so yeah but also, before we get into the tea, mm-hmm. let's get into the boba tea. Okay, your yours is so cute. I love a good... The little cup. Oh, the cute little cup that kind of has like the badunk at the bottom is what I think. Little round bottom. Yeah, so can you... Let's, let's start with you, my dear guest. What's your boba yeah. drink today? Okay, today, this is something new for me. Um, I went to get boba with my family la- over the weekend, last last weekend, and my cousin got a strawberry milk tea with creme brulee and boba. Excuse me. It's fancy. It's a dessert boba. This okay. is what we're going. You know, there's like dessert boba, and then there's like drink boba. Yes. Normally, I'm a tea, like a strawberry green tea, you know, lychee jellies. I love the lychee jellies. Mm. Um, but yeah, I decided to go to something different also because I just had a green strawberry green tea over the like a few days ago. So I was like, let's just make it up. Switch it up. Today. It's pretty good. Different okay, so from what I normally would get. Strawberry milk tea. Milk tea. Mm-hmm. With, with creme brulee. Creme brulee. So that's and like the syrup flavoring? No, like there's like actual. Oh, snap. Yeah. 
it's hard to see. I think it kind of like melted or dissolved into the the tea okay. now, but it's like actual like creme pieces. Oh, kind of like mango pudding when you use, have uh -huh. that pudding, right? It kind of dissolves, but you could still drink it. That is yeah. really fancy dessert boba. And then you also got the tapioca in there. I see. Yes. Okay. You can't have boba without boba. You know. That's what I'm saying. Okay. And you said your regular go-to is usually a fruit tea. Uh-huh. Where are you on the Boba Pro scale? Have you had Boba a lot? Are you a once in a while dabbler? What's a lot? <laughs> Shoot. I don't know. How long have you been drinking Boba for? Well, so I started drinking Boba. I know on your, like your episode one, you said it wasn't really until college. Mm -hmm. For me, it was in high school. There was a, a spot that opened up right across the street from our school. Mm -hmm. It was called Bubble Tea. So shout out to my San Marcos High School friends who might be listening. Um, and it was family owned. And the owner was this really nice man named James. And he would take pictures of all the students and like put <gasps> our pictures on the wall. So like, my picture I'm along with other friends like we're all on the walls like immortalized at bubble tea it's, it's still there that's adorable yeah also isn't that such a great way to get people to come back because you're like oh look I'm on the wall yeah exactly exactly so we have several photos on the walls there um I haven't been there in a really long time but that's that was my intro to boba high school okay so you've been having boba for a good minute yeah yeah I like that uh, that reminds me the photo on the wall. So obviously I missed out on whenever this boba tea shop opened because I was long gone by then. But where I was living in my dorm in Italy, random, right in high school, we used to go across the street to this bar, which wasn't a bar. It was a coffee shop, but that's what you call it. And we had our senior photos done and like we would always come into that coffee shop so oh. when i was graduating i gave the nice man that well, would always make my espresso I'm like here's my senior photo and he's like you're gonna be famous one day you should sign this so i could put it up here and he literally made me do that and he he put it up there and i have no idea <laughs> yes holler <laughs> She became a podcaster. <laughs> I have no idea if that bar is even still there. I kind of don't want to go back and check because it would make me sad if it was gone. So. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I I know. It would be sad if the boba shop closed because we have a lot of memories from my school there going after like football games or just after school or whatever. It's like the max. Yeah. It's not the max. Also for the young people, if you don't know, that's a Saved by the Bell reference. Just Google it. Google it. Okay, so for my beverage, because I had confessed to being kind of basic uh, on the first episode, yeah. I figured, you know what, I'm going to be having a lot more boba than I normally have. So why not use this? Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. So first, I didn't stray too far. I did get a fruit tea. I got okay. a mango green tea, though, which I've okay. never had mango. I did get it half sweet, but it's still a little sweet for me. Yeah. And then you can see the pearls. And then I thought, why not throw in some aloe vera? Aloe vera is good for you. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And it tastes good. So. Oh, it does taste good. Okay. Oh, sure. it tastes good. I, I, they have those um, drinks at the Asian store with the aloe mm -hmm. vera juice mm -hmm. that, you know, supposedly it helps promote good digestive health. So every once in a while. If you need a little boost and maybe mm -hmm. drinking to, you know, having your fiber vitamins or whatever is not working, I yeah. heard aloe vera juice is good for you. Noted. So, you know, we're just adulting and doing all the things all at once. Mm -hmm. You know, now we have to take vitamins and supplements <laughs> regularly. <laughs> Don't get me started. So you know what? Maybe <laughs> this is a good segue. <laughs> yeah. So aside from breaking things down for uh, Gen Z, yeah. <laughs> as we get into our nostalgia here, our topic for today is dating in your 30s. Mm -hmm. And I would say the reason we came up with this, and you jump in and tell me if this is right, I would just say over the years of our girlfriendhood, 
that's always been something that we go back and forth on, whether it's sending those dang memes or, and before memes, it was just texting or calling each other and being like, this sucks. Yeah, I hate this. It sucks. Or I had a really good date. And, you know, um, yeah, I think that as far as dating goes, you and I have kind of run parallel for a long time. Mm -hmm. And so we were going through the same things. And my friends who are here locally, a lot of them are married or have been in relationships for a very long time. So I didn't have anyone here who could really relate to me. And it is why I would call you states away and be like, oh God, I'm going through this. Or like, have you, why is this so hard right now? Or whatever yeah you know what I'm laughing about what <laughs> just the different self-help books that we've read in the past oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> books and like so many therapy like <laughs> podcasts instagram yes. content like yes. I mean, I think that just stems from being just younger. I've always been so fascinated with like how the brain works and emotions and all that stuff. And understanding all of that really helps through your dating journey, if you will. Absolutely. Because at the end of the day, it tells us that we're not alone. That's why we read these things. That's why we listen to these podcasts. That's why we reach out to each other. And that's why this felt like such a natural topic for us to jump into. And I would say what you mentioned too about having different friends over the years that have been married for a long time and whatnot, that marked difference between dating when you were in college and then moving into your 20s and just that difference as you move into your 30s. So I'm so glad that you're here so we can dive into that. But before we get too deep, mm -hmm. do you have a memorable first date story, good or bad? Yeah. I'm not going to tell you the bad one because it's honestly too long of a story and we could be here forever. <laughs> but <laughs> and I'm going to, and this story that I, I thought of, the date itself was not like, remarkable it's not like we did anything like so out of the ordinary right we just went to a bar we had a great conversation we had some drinks we danced a little bit we took a walk oh I remember walk this hand in hand we went to another bar we just clicked the conversation was just so easy and you know for me that's so important mm -hmm. there was a little kissing on the sidewalk and all this Ooh. stuff and Honestly, nothing ever really came of it. We went on like one more date after that sort of date. He was a DJ. Maybe that was a red flag. <laughs> and like he was DJing a brunch and he like invited me to come hang out in his booth and like drink free mimosas. So I'm like, all right, cool. Um, but I feel like that was the first time. And I was in my 30s at mm -hmm. this point. Um I feel like that was the first time I had been on a date and I felt hopeful. Mm. Even though nothing came of it, it just felt like, okay, like there is some good out there. Cause mm. up until then, most of my dating in my twenties, and I didn't really date that much in my twenties, not regularly, but I, I felt like those experiences were just more frustrating than anything else. Mm -hmm. And so, yes, this was the first date that I had that I left feeling like, oh my gosh, that was great. Like, I do want to see this guy again. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's my I love memorable it. dating story. I remember you telling me this too, because I was like, and then, and then, and you guys just kept going. Like there was another part of the date happening. Yeah, it was a, a long date not crazy long. I've been on some six hour dates, which you also know about, um, but it was a good date. Like it wasn't, you know, you've been on those dates that you're just watching your clock and like, Oh, is this over? Yes. But, um, it wasn't, it wasn't like that at all. It was like, the conversation was really easy. I remember getting into the Uber and I must've been smiling because the, 
<laughs> the Uber driver was like, oh, you look like you had a good night. You know, yes, so yes, I did. Yeah, it was a good night. <laughs> Five star rating for your perception. Yeah. Yeah. So I love that. Okay. Well, for our listeners out there who may be seeking a wonderful single woman, all she said, first of all, was it was a great conversation. He wasn't shelling out dollars and dollars. We went to a dive bar. Y'all went to a dive bar. You went for a walk. You had conversation. Mm -hmm. So this age-old trope of women are so hard to understand and what do they want apparently we just want to have a good conversation right that's right it's like number one thing on my list okay exactly <clears throat> okay now let's get to this part that i'm curious <laughs> about because in your 30s right it's also different because you're not in college so your social scene of eligible people are not as rampant and then you start working and then you start learning it's probably best not to date people that you work with or maybe you know within that environment so you get a little bit older and you start to figure out well where am i supposed to meet people what would you say is what would be your most ideal way to meet someone before we talk about the ways that we are meeting someone okay um i mean like a meet cute in the target like kitchen appliances aisle okay <laughs> <laughs> Meet, meet somebody at the grocery store. I've never in my life met anybody at the grocery store. I don't, if you have, please raise your hand and tell me <laughs> about the experience. Cause I just have never. Um, but yeah, those are the places, it's the places that you go on a regular basis, right? Which I think is just even harder now. I feel like nobody talks to each other. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's approaching anyone, even not even a dating perspective, just like random strangers, like trying to have a conversation while briefly, just be friendly. People don't do that anymore. I feel like. I would agree. And a lot of that is, and I'm guilty of this too. You know, the second I get in an elevator for some reason, I, I want to look down and just look at my phone. Like it's too awkward to be in an elevator and have a conversation with people. I don't know what that's about. If that's just like protecting my, my privacy or what, <laughs> but when, when you're out in these places where you're like, this would be a great meet cute right here and target in the middle of the stationary aisle or whatever it might be. Um, does that mean that you don't have your phone so that you're trying to keep your eyes open and be present to potential moments? No, <laughs> no, it doesn't. Well, and I will say too, when I'm going to the store, I use my phone is my grocery list. So I'm constantly looking at my phone, but okay. The target meet you is kind of my funny answer. And it would be like a, Oh my, what a great story. I actually do know somebody who, who met there or ran into the, I don't know. It's a long story, but he did say that. We are going to poll our listeners after this episode and find out if anybody has had a meet cute with a store, just doing running an errand, the post office, anything. Right. And we should probably break it down for those who don't know what meet cute is. (laughs) I I think the origination, the origin of meet cute was from the movie, the holiday. That's where I got it from with uh, Kate Winslet and Cameron Diaz and Jude Law and Jack, yeah. uh, Jack Black. Yes. Mm-hmm. Where... I love that movie. It's my favorite holiday movie. Oh, I watch it every yeah, holiday. Every year. Mm-hmm. But I do ones. think the term came before that. But they talk about it in the thing because they're filmmakers. It, it, it's, a, it's a movie reference or filmmaking right. reference. Rom-com. Yes. So tell us what a meet cute is, my dear. It is the moment in a typically a rom-com when the two love interests meet or engage for the first time. So you're going to a boba shop, picking up your tea, and then you go to grab the drink at the same time as this Tall, dark, and handsome gentleman. Oh, handsome gentleman. Soft oh, his hands. Accidentally. Oh, sorry, I thought yours. this was my strawberry milk tea. <laughs> and that 
And a- that is a meat cute. <laughs> We just want to make it clear for everybody, you know? Yes. Yes, yes. We haven't even talked about the ways that rom-coms have ruined us. I know. That's a whole other episode, I think. But, okay, like, that is my my funny answer is the target. But I think the real real answer, and I think the best way to be, to find somebody, is to be set up. Yeah. But, like, intentionally and thoughtfully, (laughs) you know? Um... You mean the screenshot I sent you the other week wasn't intentional enough? <laughs> well, I mean, you're fine. Okay, I, thanks. I trust you. At least I've been no. thinking of you. Yes, I know. Um, no, I mean, like, I think being set up is great because if you're being set up by someone who knows you, like you and know me, mm-hmm. you have an understanding of what I'm actually looking for in a partner. What do I find attractive? What features or what attributes of their personality am I looking for? Yes. That's important, right? Because you're not going to, I mean, those running into somebody at the store is a fun story, but you know nothing about this person. Right. And there's a far greater chance that it's not going to work out, right? True. But when it comes from somebody who knows you, they haven't, they know like, Hey, this person has, she shares your same values. I know your quote unquote type, or I think you would find this person attractive. Like those things are important. Yes. And they have your best interest at heart. Correct. Right. But I have been attempted, like there was an attempt to set me up with a couple people. And it's just like, what? Like you barely know me. You know, this person barely knows me. Like, what makes you think that I would be interested in this person? And is it just because I'm single and this person's single? I'm like, just, you know, I'm not, I'm not just like seeking anyone, (laughs) you know? Oh, we got standards. So that's why I'm saying to be thoughtful about it, right? Don't just be like, well, you're single and she's single. Like you guys should meet that. That's not how it works. No, no. Have you had any decent situations where you have been set up? A million years ago, I think I was like 20 something, Mm -hmm. 23 maybe. And a friend did um, introduce me to, a. it was her boyfriend at the time's friend. And she just invited me over to her house. We had like a little game night. And I actually like that low stakes, yeah, low stakes group thing. Like it's not an awkward, like now blind date kind of situation. It's not, you have your friends there as a buffer in case things get weird and awkward, or if you don't like the person, um, I actually did like him. Um, he just had a lot going on in his life at the time and it just didn't feel like a good match at 23. Oh I gosh, that's fair. Circumstances, you know, had it been 33 and he was going through the stuff that he was going through at the time? Maybe. Yeah. But at 23, no. But it sounded like it was a thoughtful experience like you were talking about. And I love that they, you know, made it a group thing, a game night. And mm-hmm. it's kind of nice to have the friend kind of nudge the conversation along to share, hey, the two of you actually really have this in common, whatever it might be. So there's something to that. But let's talk about the reality of what the dating pool is like right now. How are you, how do you meet people? Because I, I suspect it's app heavy, but let's talk about it. Um, it, yeah, it, it was heavy. I have since deleted every single account that I had. Mm-hmm. You know, there was sort of like a rotation of the different apps, right? You're like which Bumble, Tinder, Hinge, Bumble, Tinder, Hinge. You're just kind of going through this like cycle mm-hmm. of what's out there. And I, I couldn't do it anymore. It was just exhausting. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think the problem that I was running into was that there's a, a lack of effort in the men that I was talking to, you know, like beyond that first like introduction, right. And that first opening line or whatever it might be, 
and I don't need you to have some like grandiose like pickup line, right? That's not necessary. But I I need more than like a one word answer. And it would be great if you also asked me some questions in return and pretend at least that you're interested mm-hmm. in getting to know someone, right? Like going through the motions and like actually doing the work to get to know somebody. I feel like that's been lacking mm-hmm. and I just, I can't spend my time doing that. Yeah. And so I stopped, I deleted everything and now I'm just leaving it up to the universe, I guess. Yes. And we have to take those breaks sometimes, right? Yeah. Just kind of, I used to call it my man talks. I need to take a man talks. This is too much going on. It's overwhelming and nothing good is coming from this. We got to take a break. So that's legit. What about, have you ever considered matchmaking? What are your thoughts on matchmaking as an industry? Not the, it's great when it's your friends, right? But as an industry, what are your thoughts on that? Girl, it's pricey. Okay. Yeah, it's... Let's have lunch is like, uh, where are we having people lunch? with a lot of money. Yes. Wealth myself, but that's not where I'm trying to put my money. Like, I'm just not. Yes. I did, um, I follow a matchmaker on Instagram who I love. She's just so funny and um, insightful. Her name is Matchmaker Maria. That's her Instagram handle. Cute. And I entered, I submit my profile or whatever to just her like database. Mm-hmm. I think I told you this a while back. Mm. And I, it's very, it was very like low stakes. Yeah. I just signed up. I put my thing and I don't have to do anything else after that. Right. And they just, when they have a client who's looking for somebody, they just go through their database and maybe hopefully you come up. Right. That was it. Um, I think it's a, if you have the money for it and maybe your life is like so busy that you really just don't have the time to go out and meet people, you know, organically, mm-hmm. I think it's a, why not? You know, right. we pay for so many other services in life. Like what difference does it make? Right. I think there was a stigma like early in like maybe the nineties and early two thousands that like, Oh, like paying for a dating, like, you know, the match.coms and the e-harmonies of the world, those are paid for Mm -hmm. dating services, online websites. Right. And now we have the free Bumble Tinder hinge Mm -hmm. and yeah, there was a stigma of like, Oh my God, you got to pay for it. Like, right. And saying online, it was like, we met online. Like Mm -hmm. it was a secret. And now it's almost like, what? You've never done online dating? Exactly. I think, I think, um, well, you know, I've been out the game for a little bit, not that long, but for a little bit. (laughs) And I'm pretty sure that Sean wanted to tell people that we met at Starbucks. And I was like, "Uh uh-uh, I'm proud. I swiped right. Yeah. And why not? It's not, it's not an uncommon weird thing anymore. It's like everybody in the last 10 years. Right? Didn't we? Tinder has been around for ten years now. Oh gosh. Um, and the every so many people. If you've been single at all in the last ten years, mm-hmm. you've probably at least downloaded the app and like right. swiped a little bit, even if it's not for you. Mm-hmm. And you didn't meet anybody. Like you've tried it, or you know friends who tried it. It's not like a weird thing anymore. Right. I will say though, you know, you're talking about the reason that you deleted it for this time too was just not feeling like you were getting good, authentic, meaningful connections. And that's what I kind of worry about knowing that now that apps are, dating apps are even more widely used and people who are younger than us that still have a chance to meet people in person are on these dating apps. So they're looking down at their phones when really they're like, you're on a college campus, look up, there are people right in front of you. Yeah. prime (laughs) and chances are like some of those people are probably within like 40 feet of you in the same bar or at the same cafeteria if you're on the college campus or whatever right and I think maybe that it's 
I don't know. I feel like that's one. It could be a crutch for people of and just instead of like directly engaging, you know, like people are scared to pick up the phone and leave a voicemail these days, which is just a again, that's going to get me into my Lola season talk. So we're just yes. yes. But what I'm getting at is it's it's kind of enabling people to not learn how to directly communicate and also we know that women as a species tend to uh have more of the social emotional uh intelligence and right. the ability to communicate not to discount the men who are great communicators but we do know that that tends to be our stronger suit. And so we may be well built for an app where we know how to present ourselves and articulate that. Whereas I feel like a good amount of these men um, are starting off at this deficit because that may not necessarily be their strong suit. But if you had met this guy at the boba tea shop he had a chance because he's in the room and he can use all the other cues that allow him to communicate in person. And mm -hmm. that could have been the same guy that you talked to on Bumble and totally just blocked and deleted after three lines because you were like, dude, yeah. can you just come up with something a little bit more okay. interesting? Yes. So I worry about that aspect because it's speaking to maybe mostly a female a uh, soft skill that we spend more time on mm -hmm. and then the guys are like i mean i'm trying i'm out here but just their version of that i worry because then it's like okay well if you, if you can't do it on this app you know hi i'm happy to help coach you through interactions in person i really did want to start that one day yeah a while yeah. back of just how to coach people through social interactions, social interactions and think yeah. about the last few years too, that have made oh, yeah, yeah. treat even more. You're online, you're hiding out. Yeah. Even for me as like an extreme extrovert, like sometimes I'm just like, I don't want to talk to people or, you know, it, it does take energy. I recognize that it takes a good amount of energy and certainly if you are more introverted it's gonna take a lot more energy mm -hmm. um but yeah sometimes i'm just like not in the mood to turn it on and be my like shiny sparkly self absolutely <laughs> and, that can, and it's exhausting and that's where we all deserve a break take care of yeah. ourselves and just give it a moment while we were talking right now, I tried to take a quick sip and I had this really dark random thought. What if I had choked on my boba on Zoom? <laughs> it's funny, but it's not funny. <laughs> no, but I think you have my address. So even if you had to call 911 from San Diego, you do have yeah. my address. <laughs> I do. I'd have to look it up in your contact and be like, when did I send that card? <laughs> Okay, I'm fine. I promise. It's just it was a dark thought. You know when you get the um, clumps yeah, coming up your straw, and you're like, okay, well, I got to put in a little more work to bring this up, but I also may shoot back to the, directly <laughs> to the back of my throat. Boba is scary. Can, just, it can be scary sometimes. I feel like I should have um, asked you to sign some sort of liability <laughs> waiver before I. <laughs> Listen, no need. I put my life at this kind of risk on okay. a regular basis. Thank you. <laughs> and we now have it on the record. So, yeah. <laughs> um, the other piece that I wanted to ask you is, you know, in our 30s, right? In this mm -hmm. season of life, and I'll use you as an example, but you are not the only one, right? And I've got so many girlfriends in this space and just in general. You're professionally established, financially stable. You've taken the time to go to therapy, read the social emotional development books and all the things that promote hashtag growth, all that good stuff. You've been working on yourself, girl, mm -hmm. and it shows, okay? Like you have a different sense of confidence in your 30s that you just, you're trying to figure out in your 20s. That layer what's that like trying to then find a partner where you're just like, here's what I've done to level up. Yeah. 
it's um challenging for sure i think you i mean you hit it right on the head confidence right like you're just so much more sure of yourself in your 30s than you were at 20 whatever and that makes a big difference right i think there's um there's a tendency when we're 30 and insecure and look that's not to say that you know or sorry when you're 20 and insecure mm -hmm. it's not to say that we don't have insecurities in our 30s we do we right do. but i think we we i say we because i know you are in the same boat but i speak for myself um you just you become more sure of yourself and those insecurities no longer define you mm. right and i think in your 20s like when you're dating and a guy tells you that he's not interested in you or he ghosts you you like internalize it right it's about like why why like and i think i've gotten to a point where if a guy is not interested in me it's a one thing about me Mm -hmm. It's nothing. I'm no longer looking for validation from them. Yes. Right. I've done the work. I built this life for myself. Mm -hmm. I figured out my hobbies, the things that I want to spend my time doing when I'm not working. I've selected the people who I want to spend time with in my life. Like those things are important. Mm -hmm. And when you figure that out in your 30s you also like no longer want to entertain anyone who is not going to add value to she your will life. not suffer fools y'all if you are going to bring me more trouble than peace mm -hmm. and joy mm -hmm. i don't have time for it ladies and gentlemen if only we could have told our 20 something selves you we wouldn't have listened however <laughs> wouldn't have listened because everybody thought they knew everything in their 20s mm -hmm. and you don't but I, th I think that's the the big thing and part of it too is you know because I have developed my career and I'm financially stable and I pay my own rent and my car and all that stuff you know it wasn't that long ago decades like in our parents lifetime that women were literally dependent on men for survival right right Facts. and so we don't need that anymore we don't need that anymore so if you can provide that that's great i can also provide that for myself so it's not part of my criteria in the same way that it was in my 20s exactly. right because you look for those things like are they tall? Are they handsome? Do they have a good job? Does he drive a nice car? Maybe some of those things still matter to you in, at 30, but there's so much more that you're looking for. Like, what are his relationships like with his parents and his family and his friends? Like, how does he treat you when you're having a bad day or having a good day? Mm -hmm. You know, does he support you? Does he listen when you say, hey, I need this in a relationship? Like, if you say you're going to call me, you gotta call me, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If you can't follow through and like be good on your word, I don't care if you have a good job or you're six foot two and handsome and whatever. I don't care. Yep. Men, are you listening? It's as simple as that. Simple. Very simple. To us. To us, yes. Very what? simple to us. Absolutely. Also, I don't know if you if you saw this. I saw an article or something recently that young men, they qualify that as men between I think 25 and 45. Rude. Yeah. Are the loneliest, reportedly the loneliest they have ever been. And it's because women have such higher standards for behavior. Mm -hmm. Right? Mm -hmm. It's not about checking those boxes anymore. Mm -hmm. It's doing the work, self-healing, going to therapy, being a good person, having healthy relationships in your life. Mm -hmm. Women's standards have risen to that level mm -hmm. and men have not yet done the work. Not all men, but yes. men have not yet done the work to meet those standards. Dang. And so they are now the loneliest they have ever been. Wow. See, and I was just upset that 
men between 25 and 45 were still called young because <laughs> for up to 45 you get to be called young excuse me because we are in a whole other demo we don't get called that we get called middle-aged apparently i've I, it's hard to come out of my mouth because i don't prescribe subscribe whatever but that is legit because oh, that's so interesting we i think that that's fascinating and it makes sense because women are making choices that work best for them now more than mm -hmm. ever which is in lots of different journeys right i mean we're at the age where we do have friends that they're deciding whether or not they want to have children mm -hmm. if they want to adopt if they want to be mothers on their own regardless right. of what happens in the future and that's a conversation that i've had with several girlfriends in this mm -hmm. age range we get to make different decisions now right and and what you decide as far as future family planning goes, that does contribute a lot to what you look for in a partner, mm -hmm. right? And also the pressure, because I'm at a point, and I actually said this out loud to my sister not too long ago, and I think this is the first time I actually said it out loud, but I said, I'm not going to have kids. And I think that took the pressure off of like needing to find somebody and needing to find somebody who also wants to have children and have a you know grow a family mm. when that's hanging over your head your timeline is different mm -hmm. right because let's face it you know we're in our late 30s it is harder it's not impossible but it is harder mm -hmm. to have a family of your own egg freezing is so expensive mm -hmm. and so you have to make these decisions of like is this the life that I want for myself or not mm -hmm. and how important is it to me to do that I always thought that I was going to have a family I d definitely didn't think I was going to be in this position at 38 right mm -hmm. um but I, I realized in the last few years that I think I wanted that because that's the only example I saw in my life. Oh. A little emotional. I know. Let's take up. I mean, that's a lot. It is a lot. But yeah, I, I realized that, that I don't think that was necessarily something that I wanted or needed for myself. I just thought that that's what I was supposed to do. It was always the prescribed path for any woman. Right. You know, we have very similar backgrounds. Our parents did the traditional thing, right? They got married in their 20s. They had kids. They did the whole thing. My sister is the same way. Lots of other family members, friends, parents, I, they were like the only examples that I saw in my life. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's what I thought that I needed to do. But I also realized like talking to other friends who are really interested and, and wanting to create their own families they have a desire for it that i don't think i have mm. and finally being able to just say it out loud gave you that opportunity to actually see where where your attachments were or were not right right so what you know i'm you know i'm still looking for a good man, but not one that's necessarily going to be a good father, mm. right? I do want somebody who is going to be a good example and somebody that I'm proud to bring around like my sister's kids yeah, and my godchildren. Mm -hmm. It just feels different than, than needing to look for a future husband and a father. That's huge. It sounds like it's also a really recent realization and I commend you for just being able to say it out loud. It's a lot to grapple with and come to terms with when you've lived on that, again, that prescribed path for so long of 
well, I didn't know there were other choices. I didn't know there were other options. I wish I had seen those other options to just remove that pressure earlier on in life, knowing that, yes, you can do this, or you can do this, or you can do this, and all of those are valid. And regardless, you already exist and you are already worthy. Right. And it is really recent, yeah. right? Um, you know, any woman that's listening who's even had, whether they're interested in having a family of their own or have talked to other friends who are, are doing the same, friends and family who are doing the same, we have all heard 35 years old. 35 years old is when everything, like the day you turn 35, everything's different. Over. You can't have kids. All the risks are like so much higher and all that stuff. So as I was approaching 35, I was like, okay, like, well, I'm not in a relationship. Right. And this doesn't seem like it's in my near future. Mm. So what am I going to do about it? Mm -hmm. How am I going to handle this? Do I go down the whole freezing my eggs or having a child on my own, which I know we've talked about as well. You know, is that the path that I want for myself? Or do I continue on this path of being child-free, mm -hmm. but having the capacity to give myself to other families? Best Tita ever, best godmother ever. The fact that you are a godmother to multiple children, four, mm -hmm. four, says so much. Exactly. And do, do you remember that term, sink, that came out a while back? Single income, no kids. S-I-N-K. I don't, yeah, I think I vaguely remember that. But there was an article about the rise of the sinks because yeah. you get to be the favorite tita, the favorite godmother, because you have that capacity um, that just, you know, inevitably your sister is not going to have for her kids every moment of the day where you've had this stored up and you're ready to go. Yeah. Give me them for the entire weekend. I got plenty of things to do with them that I've been wanting to do. Yeah, exactly. I love you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. Thank you for just sharing something that I know is not something that you're experiencing by yourself. Just even in the circle of girlfriends and the Venn diagram of girlfriends that we have the overlap. I, I know this is, some, it feels isolating for sure, but that I think that's why we have these conversations so that right. it actually brings us closer together. So thanks for being willing to step into that conversation, boo. Yeah. And I, I think it's hopefully to let other people know who might be feeling this way and might be thinking about what their future family or no family looks like mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. um that it's normal and you can still live a very fulfilled life absolutely one thousand because a lot of you know historically women have been taught that if they don't have a family if they're not somebody's spouse and they're not a mother that their life doesn't mean as much which is complete and utter bullshit. That's right. And that leads me to what we were um, talking about a few weeks ago. So I am a huge fan of Meghan Markle's new podcast, Archetypes. And I sent you the episode, right. of the one where she spoke with Mindy Kaling, discussing the stigma of the singleton. And you were about that episode yeah. what hit for you there so I, I've always um been a fan of Mandy Kaling's she just resonates with me I think oh, that wow. she's yeah she's hysterical she's an Asian woman of approximately my same age and she's a little bit older mm -hmm. um and she identifies as this like not skinny not plus size, like somewhere in the middle of mid-size mama, mid which I don't like that term. We talk it sounds like a minivan or something, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, 
I just identified with her so much and I, I, her work resonates with me, her books, her TV shows, like they're just so entertaining and so relatable. Um, but she is a person who really built her own life. Like she worked hard. She established what she wanted her life to look like. And part of that was being a mother. Right. And it was so important to her that she went ahead and she did it on her own. But she says in, in the pod that she made sure that she had a life where she could provide for them without a partner, mm. right? Financially, she's stable. She's got a great home for them. Her father and stepmother live with her and help her take care of her kids, you know? So she made sure that her village was close. Yes. She built her village very intentionally. And I think that's so important um, that she didn't, wait to have this dream that she wanted to find a partner to do it on the flip side I also love 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 Tracy Ellis Rock oh she's right up there for me the two of them are just iconic and she in particular because she is a child-free woman Mm -hmm. in her 40s I think late 40s And she said in an interview, I think it was with Oprah, she said, like many of you, I was taught to plan for my wedding, mm-hmm. not for my life. Mm. That your wedding, your wedding day and getting married, like that's the goal. That is the goal, right? But it's not, it's not the only goal. It's a goal. And you can have that, but it's not the only thing that defines whether or not your life is successful or of value. Mm-hmm. And she talks about all the things we've already talked about, right? It's like, I have built this incredible life for myself. And yes, I do want to find love in my life, but I am not willing to sacrifice yes. what I've built for someone who is not going to respect it for what it is and not going to bring me joy and add to the life that I've created for myself. I love that. Those are two huge icons right there of just being able to stand in who you are and know that there's more for you out there than what society deems you should be reaching for and striving for. That quote that you shared from Tracy Ellis Ross really struck me because I remember in my 20s very much I felt attached to that goal of wedding marriage husband wedding marriage husband and by the time that I finally got to that place which you were at my wedding just last year which was amazing um What's funny to me is that I'm I'm proud to call my husband my husband, but the attachment I had to that term in my 20s of being so eager and ready to do that is funny because now as a whole ass woman who has lived some life, who has learned how to accept where I'm going to be and move forward, and then moving into marriage, I find myself calling him my partner publicly much more than I call him my husband. And I think it's what you shared from Tracy Ellis Ross is the marked difference for me now is I'm no longer chasing a trophy title that that prize. But once I had that chance to build my own life, the clarity for me was looking for a partner, not this title and having this. And, you know, my wedding was fun, but it wasn't anything crazy. It wasn't anything, you know, I grew up watching platinum weddings on oxygen. Right. Yeah. And by the time I actually got to that day, I was like, it's cool. Whatever. Are we having hot dogs later? Yeah. <laughs> and we did. We did. You know, so I appreciate that so much. And I think that's where. I think it's still important to have those girlfriends 
regardless of whatever your status is Mm -hmm. because no one else is going to acknowledge that entire sense of you-ness as a woman as a fellow girlfriend yeah especially one who's been especially one who's been in your shoes before absolutely absolutely I know we could talk about this forever and this may have to be another episode um (laughs) So before we get too far away, shaky, shaky. My eyes is gone. There's no noise. your boba? It's pretty good. It's not what I expected. Okay, so if we're playing along with the five-star Yelp review here, Mm -hmm. between the toppings, the flavor, the cuteness factor, where are we out of five stars here? I think it's a solid four. Mm Mm-hmm. How fresh was your tapioca? Oh, it's good. Oh, okay. It's nice nice and chewy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Perfect. Mm -hmm. And not too sweet. Creme brulee. I'm thrown. Yeah. It's not bad. And with the brown, it's brown sugar boba. So I don't, Mm -hmm. I don't know if this particular place, if you just ask for boba, they give you golden boba. Golden boba. Yeah. So it's more it's more you like a yellow. You're a financially stable, established woman. You move on to the golden boba. <laughs> no, it's just their standard. <laughs> Girl, don't get crazy with me. <laughs> it's just their standard is this golden boba, but it does have a different flavor than the, what I say is traditional, the like dark brown, mm-hmm. black color boba. Yeah. I don't know. Okay. So you have to specify because I feel like that one is good for like teas, like the fruit teas and stuff like this. And then the milk teas, it needs to be the, the brown sugar. Okay. So golden boba is the way with the milk tea. Four stars, solid. Mm-hmm. I decided to go to the other neighborhood boba tea shop, which I don't know why I don't go there as often, but I liked it. It was solid. I don't, I haven't had any places with cute cups near me. Your cup was really cute. And presentation is key to me too. It's clean. It's nice, but there wasn't anything crazy. Yours has the nice little rounded bottom. Mm-hmm. Uh, mine was standard. Flavor- like those. Yes. Round, round- <laughs> rounded bottoms. That's why, that's why I called it your boba with a badonk. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Fitting. Anyways, mine was good. I felt the warmth of the fresh tapioca. So I was also impressed by that because this place is a chain. So I was a little worried that, you know, you might not get the fresh factor, but no fear. So I'd give them, I'd give them a, I don't know. I'm between a 3.5 to a four because their version of half sweet wouldn't be my version of half sweet. I don't know if that's fair. But it's my podcast, so 3.8. Oh, oh. (laughs) Okay. 3.8. I was like, give us something to work towards. Exactly. 3.8. It's solid. It's respectful. I will come back again, but I have learned I need to ask for a quarter sweet instead. Yeah. Yeah. That's also an in your 30s thing. You're like, can I get half sugar? what you don't right versus the extra caramel inside and outside of the cup mm-hmm. with extra whipped cream no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. i think we're atoning for our <laughs> 20s that's what it is okay so before we wrap up what's mm-hmm. one tapioca pearl of wisdom you want to leave our listeners today about dating in your 30s oh my god um if you're going to do it, have fun. Oh, thank you. Yes. Right. Cause if it's not fun, don't do it. <laughs> and if you're not having fun, don't do it. Take do those it. breaks, do those man toxes, whatever you got to do. Yeah. This feels like more than a break for me. Cause I like literally just like deleted, deleted. Like I don't even exist in the world of dating apps anymore, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, if it's not fun, don't do it. Love that. Well, I'm sending out the Target meet cute vibes. Thank you. Because you've really put it out there now that, hey, whatever comes is coming. I know. I guess I have to stop doing my online um, drive up orders then, huh? 
Yes, now it's time to, and you know what? Let me send you a cute little notepad so that your shopping list has to be on paper. You can't be on your phone. Don't you dare put those AirPods in wherever you walk, lady. No, that's woman's safety 101. <laughs> I mean that too. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah, I, I got to stop doing those drive-up orders, right? But I mostly do it because it also saves me money. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. But hey. Let's see what happens with presents. I just want to thank you for being so open and honest about the good, the bad, the sometimes difficult parts of dating. I've loved our friendship over the years and all the seasons that we've gone through. And I know that this is another one of those seasons and it's just a joy that we get to keep walking through them together. Absolutely. Who knew we'd be here? Who knew? <laughs> thank you so much. Oh, you're welcome. I love you. Love you. Cheers.